Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, we are on part five of behind the scenes of me hiring my very first employee. It's been an exciting journey. I am so excited to be sharing all the details with you. And today will be our final episode of this behind the scenes series. Now, I'll probably come back in a few months and talk about how things have been going, lessons learned, maybe challenges that I experienced as I learned how to delegate within my own business, how I learned to let go part of what I have created over these years and put it into someone else's hands. But for now, this is our last behind the scenes episode. So in the previous four parts, we talked about a lot. Part one, I shared with you how I knew it was the right time to hire my very first employee. In part two, I talked about why I didn't hire sooner, even though this is what I do all the time, telling people and guiding people through the hiring process, and how I developed the position my team member would be filling. In part three, I got real honest with you. I talked about the emotions that came after I posted that job posting and how I navigated those emotions to ensure I didn't make a big mistake. And then two weeks ago in part four, I told you how I narrowed down all the candidates to pick my new employee. And oh my goodness, I am so excited for this employee. She started now as I'm recording this episode two weeks ago, and it has been a great first two weeks of training. But we're going to talk more about that training today, how I prepared for this onboarding time and how... I went about knowing what was possible and what wasn't possible so I didn't overload myself or my new team member. So before we get into my specific plans, let's talk a little bit about onboarding in general. Onboarding is mixed with training, but onboarding is realistically, it's more than training. Training is a small portion of onboarding, but onboarding is this entire process that gets your new team member to be really a part of your company and understand your company. So that way, they feel the right connections. They feel like they are one, or I guess uh, an important part of your company, so they want to stay around for the long haul. Onboarding, like I said, is more than just training. So while training does make up a portion of onboarding, onboarding continues on after your team member is fully trained. 
It's about circling back to things. When you have larger companies, it's helping them understand not how to do every part of your company, but understands how the entire company operates together, everyone's kind of roles and responsibilities, and how it really becomes a whole to serve your customers or create your products. In the corporate world, studies have shown that companies that have effective onboarding plans and their onboarding lasts a minimum of a year have significantly higher retention rates than those companies who could care less about onboarding, have really flimsy onboarding plans, or their onboarding plans are really short. Now, once again, I know people hear that that year and they freak out. They're like, wait, I need my employee producing work and helping to create revenue for my business long before we reach that year mark. And remember, onboarding and training are not the same thing. Onboarding includes training, but onboarding is so much more. When it comes to small businesses, however, it doesn't really have to take a full year, mostly because we have fewer people in our organization. Our organizations aren't as complex, so it doesn't take quite as long for that person to really learn all the different roles, all the different moving pieces of what makes up your organization. So for the most part, I tell my clients that your new team members are really in this onboarding phase for six months. And you have to recognize that they're in this onboarding phase for at least six months, which means there's gonna be things that they don't know. There's gonna be things that they don't quite understand. There's gonna be things that they're still figuring out. It doesn't mean that they cannot be producing high quality work for you. It doesn't mean that they can't be bringing in revenue or supporting you in a way that allows you to bring in revenue. It just means that they're still learning what it means to fully be a part of your organization. So knowing that, when I create onboarding plans for my clients, we do two things. We focus on a training plan, and then we focus on goals. And typically our goals are 30, 60, 90 day goals, which doesn't really equate to six months, but this gets us started. And then there's that understanding of even after those first 90 days, there's still gonna be some of that learning process. There's still gonna be possibly some opportunities to have to go back to some of these items that you did within those first 90 days of training and retrain. We acclimate that person to what it's like to do this inside your business. So that way they really get that full big picture. There's still times in that first six months that you might be meeting with them more frequently than you would after those first six months. And this is important. But enough about just the generals of onboarding today. I'm going to share with you how I created the training and onboarding plan for my new team member. So one of the most important things when it comes to creating a training plan is training takes your time. I'll repeat that. Training takes your time. So when you're trying to figure out what can I train my team member on, how quickly can I train my team member, typically one of the biggest obstacles is not their learning speed, it's your availability to train that team member. Chances are, if you have a full-time team member, you cannot take 40 hours that first week and spend 40 hours with that team member training them. 
chances are you probably really realistically can't even spend 20 hours of training that team member that first week. So if you don't have that time to give them and train them and teach them, you can't expect them to learn everything right away. Once I help my clients understand this, we're then able to create a more realistic training plan that typically takes weeks. Most of my clients have a training plan that goes across eight weeks. Now, let me be clear, this doesn't mean it's eight weeks until their employee is producing any work. It's that it's eight weeks until they have been trained on everything that makes up their role. So when we create a training plan, and this is what I did with my employee, we look at it as building blocks. What can we train on at first, where then we can start giving that new team member little assignments from what they learn to then the next week train that next level and start giving them assignments around there. So when we look at order or priority for training plans, we say, what do they need to know first? And what does that business owner, or for this case, myself, need to get off my plate first? And that's how we create like the priority of this training plan. Because we can't put the cart before the horse and say, well, we need to train on this so that way they can do this role and responsibility, they can do this task, but then leave them with so many knowledge gaps that they're going to fail at that task. So when I was creating my training plan, I said, what does this person really need to know? And starting off with this position, they really needed to understand what growing your team was all about. The, uh, the service offerings that we have, the clients that we serve, what our typical relationships look like with their clients, how we get our clients, and so forth. So they also needed to understand the systems that we use. So I created a training plan that first went over who is growing your team. Then we went over the growing your team systems. Then the next part of our training was really going over our hiring strategies that we create. What makes up these hiring strategies? And going in with this, where does this new team member fit in with the creation of these hiring strategies? Our training plan then went on from there of, okay, how do we build on this? Okay, now that you understand these hiring strategies, the next level is recruiting. For some of our clients, we do recruiting. So what does recruiting look like in growing your team? How is recruiting within growing your team different than if you go out and hire a typical recruiting firm? And once again, where does this team member fit in with recruiting? Because even though they might only be doing a subset of the recruiting work, they need to really understand everything that we're doing and from a recruiting standpoint, not understanding it to the point where they could do it themselves, but understand what's going on so that way they know where they fit in and how to answer questions or support myself or the clients throughout these processes. And we then went on from there and other things in our training plan that accompanies that this role will touch throughout the business. But I'll be honest, my team member is working 10 hours a week for me right now. I did not have 10 hours to give her for training that first week. I was super slammed and 10 hours was just not possible. I 
think we ended up with five and a half or six hours on our calendar by the end of the first week, but still, it was not 10. So I needed to give her work to do for the remainder of those hours. So what did I do? How did I help her really start understanding the company? And this is something that I had planned, but then when I was talking to some HR people and the one HR mastermind I'm a part of, I learned that some of the other people who have teams, they do something very similar every time they bring on a new team member. And what we started having our team members doing, and what I did in particular, was start viewing and reading and absorbing the content that we put out there as a company. So with my new team member, the assignment that I gave her to complete the first week when we were training was go and listen to so many episodes of the Growing Your Team podcast and then write one takeaway from each. Now, the reason why I had to write a takeaway from each is a lot of the podcast work I've been doing myself. I wanted to get someone else's perspective of what they learned from the episode. So that way when I go and remarket the episodes or tell somebody why they need to go listen to this episode, that it's not just coming from my point of view. It's someone else gathered this as a good takeaway from that episode. So that is what I had her do for the first week. And then that task uh, rolled over to the second week as well as I said, okay, now I want you to go listen to some more episodes to really get an understanding of who is growing your team, what do we talk about, what are the things that I stand very strongly for, how do I interact with people, and really getting an understanding of all this stuff so they could really know about growing your team. The other important thing about this is I told my team member, and I'll say this is advice I got from someone else who was recently hiring in that HR mastermind, was the first few weeks are going to be overwhelming. It's a fire hose of information that's coming at you. Now, from you, from being within your business, you're going to sit there and say, oh, this is the simple stuff. This is the easy stuff about my business is just learning the basics those basics are a lot. It's a lot of information for someone for, for someone coming from outside your company. And that's one thing you have to realize and understand. Everything you tell that team member in their first few weeks is new. Everything. Which means it's a lot of information. You might have been running your business for years before this team member came on. That's years worth of information that you're trying to relate to them and have them absorb during those first few days or weeks on the job. It's a lot. So telling your team member, it's okay to be overwhelmed. It's okay to be like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. We are going to build on things and we're going to start at the ground level and we're going to build up and then we're going to, we're talking about these services today. Next week, we're going to talk about how we actually create these services and where you fit in and letting them know that it's going to be a lot of information that's coming at them. And it's okay. It's okay that they have questions. It's okay that they don't feel like they're grasping everything right away because there's things that are going to be repeated. There's going to be opportunity to learn more. So that was kind of like the onboarding and training plan. So the biggest things is one, Remember that you can only train this person as much as you have time to train the person. So typically, 
that means it's going to take you a while to get through all the training that you need to pass on to this team member. Training is typically not something you can do in a matter of days or hours. It typically takes weeks for you to do everything. Two, you're giving a team member a lot of information. It's a fire hose of information at first, which means they're not going to absorb everything. They're going to feel a little bit overwhelmed. So making sure that you're building this training plan in a way where they feel like it's okay to not grasp everything at first because they're going to have time to absorb it, that time. You're not expecting them to be perfect that first week. I had a client in the past that did expect their team members to be perfect that first week and would get very frustrated when they weren't. And the results were, no matter how hard we tried, she would get so frustrated with her team members that her team members were quitting on her. They wouldn't even last sometimes two weeks. They would leave before the first 30 days because she expected them to be perfect right away. No team member is going to be perfect right away. There's a lot to learn about your company, even even if they're good at really good at what they do and they've been doing it for other companies, they have to learn what it is to do it for your company. And if you do not have the time and patience to train them and get them up to speed, they are never going to work out. So you need to make sure you are dedicating time and energy to onboarding and training. And remember that they can only learn as fast as you are teaching them. So it takes weeks. The other thing that I did with my onboarding and training plan is, like I mentioned, I do for a lot of my clients, we create 30, 60, 90 day goals. Well, after I created the training plan, I then went through and said, okay, if this is what I'm training on in the first four weeks, which is roughly that first 30 days, this is what the team members should be able to complete within those first 30 days. Here are the goals. And sometimes we look at those first 30 days and we say, wow, there's not a whole lot that they will be able to do independently on their own at this time. That's okay. We still find areas to set goals around. Sometimes it's little simple projects, but we're saying that by the end of the first 30 days, you should be able to complete this or you should be able to do this. We then look at what we're doing at the next four weeks of training and say, based on that, these are the goals that someone should be able to complete by the end of the 60 days. One of the warning things around here is we don't want to say, hey, we're training them on the fourth week on this thing, which means by the end of the 30 days, they should be able to master this. Well, is a week really enough time to master it and demonstrate that they've mastered it? What if you train them on a Friday and that Friday is their 30th day? So you need to be realistic when you build in those 30, 60, 90 day goals that you're not expecting them and setting a goal that they'll never be able to achieve because they're learning it the day, same day you're expecting them to show that they've mastered it. That doesn't happen. So then 90 days, we build off of that. One of the things that I tell my clients, and this is one of the things that I'll say as well, is when you look at maybe your 90-day goals, sometimes they look like, oh, I don't really have a whole lot here compared to what was under the 30 days or what was under the 60 days. It seems like the goals are getting smaller. Well, the thing about that is once they master something and once they're doing something, it's not that that goes away. They don't stop doing that part of their job. They're continuing to do that part of the job. So by 90 days, 
they're continuing to do everything for the first 30 days, everything they learned in the six, next 30 days, so that 60 days total, plus the additional things they're learning in that third set of 30 days to get to that 90 days. So they're building on. With some people, we set very strict metrics around here. So for someone who was, for example, uh, this is for a client of mine, helping to set sales calls, we said, here's how many sales calls you should set by 60 days. Here's how many you should set by 90 days. And then they had a goal moving forward of how many sales calls would typically take place or they would typically be responsible for on a monthly basis. So I created this training plan and then I had a conversation with my employee on the first day to present it. One of the things I was very clear about is this is a rough plan. Things might change. We might not be as quick moving through things as, as I hope to based on what's here. There's things we might be slower. There's things we might move quicker. Things will change on this plan. And so it's fluid. If we complete a training, then the goal will stay there to say, we did this, you are expected to do this. But if I don't ever train them on something, that goal is not something that they'll be responsible for. So we just made sure that things were realistic. So she knew what was expected of her because we went through all this and knew that I wasn't going to be harsh and hold her accountable to things that were outside of what she should have been accountable for. You know, she can't control how quickly we move through a training when I am not able to provide the training or the training that I put together takes longer than the two hours that we have. For example, this last week, we had our training days and with them, we got through a portion of what I had on the training schedule for this week, which means the rest of the training is being pushed to this next week. It's not her fault in any way, shape, or form that we didn't get through everything. It's my fault because I looked at it and said, hey, I want to make sure I'm very thorough with this. There was one day where we could have had training where I ended up being pulled in for something else. So I had to train, I had to cut one of our trainings short. And it's just being realistic that your team member can't learn stuff if you don't have the time to teach them. So that's just a little overview of how I go about creating onboarding and training plans and a little something of how I went through and created the one for my team member. So we're two weeks into the plan and things are going well. Like I said, we are a little bit behind, but we're still moving. We are going through training a few hours every week and then I created assignments for her to do based off of things that she was learning and based off of other things that I needed within my business that we really didn't need to go through thorough training before she would be able to do them. So she's moving and grooving with assignments and we're moving and grooving through this training plan. We're still weeks away from when the onboarding and training will be completed, but we are making great progress, taking steps forward and helping her really understand everything about growing your team so that way she feels like a valued part of the process and hopefully we'll be here for the long run. All right, so that's it for today. This is the final episode of taking you behind the scenes of my hiring process. Once again, onboarding is super, super important. But one of the things to remember is Onboarding 
will never get you anywhere if you hire the wrong person. So you want to make sure you do everything properly before you start onboarding. So that way you have the right person joining your company and joining your team so you can have long-term success with that team member. Okay, that's it for today. And we'll be back next week with another episode and another great guest here on the Growing Your Team podcast. Are you ready to hire a new team member for your business and you want to ensure you hire the person who can succeed in the role, make you happy, and positively impact your bottom line? Then set up time and let's talk because this is exactly how I help business owners like you. When you go through my hire framework, not only will you learn how to attract candidates who have the passion you desire, but you'll be able to identify and select candidates who have the skills you need and can succeed in the role. Going through this consultant process not only helps you find the right new hire for your current open position, but it teaches you how to repeat this process with every new position you add to your company as it continues to grow. So if you're a small business owner who is ready to hire, has a rough idea of the position you need to add, and you're tired of going through the hiring process only to end up with bad fitting team members, then let's talk. Send me an email at jamie at growingyourteam.com. That's jamie, J-A-M-I-E at growingyourteam.com or head on over to growingyourteam.com slash jumpstart and let's talk about your hiring needs. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.